You're listening to the Marnie on the Move podcast live from the UFOS Recovery Lounge pop-up at Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah. Is going all the way back to, and I think I might have spoke about this before, about, you know, losing my mother at a young age and and uh, and that was like in my my therapy in a way. R- running and training has kind of been my therapy, and um, and I've I've definitely enjoyed the process. And there's lots of highs, and there's also lows. Like you know, in 2017, with my accident and nearly losing my life. But you know, one big message I want want to say is like you know what, like don't give up, keep moving forward. Everyone has hard moments. That was Matt Russell. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. All right, everyone. We are here at the UFOS Recovery Studio pop-up at Ironman World Championships in St. George, and we are here with professional triathlete Matt Russell. Huge thank you to our sponsors at UFOS and Inside Tracker. Before we dive in to our conversation, shout out to our partners at UFOS. UFOS is a global leader in recovery footwear, founded by a team of industry veterans looking to help runners and fitness enthusiasts recover better from their workouts. As a triathlete and runner, I live in these shoes when I'm not clipped in or out on a run. I even keep them in transition on race day or in my post-run race recovery bag. Made with revolutionary UFOM technology, UFOs are designed to absorb 37% more impact than traditional footwear, so your body doesn't have to, helping you recover and recharge between sessions. From professional athletes to casual walkers, UFOs footwear will make your hard-working feet and body feel better. Head over to ufos.com to shop all styles and feel the ooh. Now on to our conversation. Matt, thanks for popping by. Thanks for having me. So how have you been? What's new and exciting and happening in your world since you were on the podcast? Last? Um, let's see what's new. Um, I guess the big thing is... Um, before we were living in Ivins, Utah, just yeah. uh, renting in a townhouse and really liked this area. So I uh, um, decided to uh, buy a house. So we bought a house and settling down in St. George. And I guess Ironman likes this place too because for the first time ever, they've moved the Ironman World Championships from the Big Island of Hawaii to right here. So I guess uh, I'm not the only person who likes uh, St. George. You're so lucky that you live here. I mean, this is such a beautiful location. Are you from here originally? No, grew up. Grow. I grew up in uh, northern New York, um, small farm, nearest neighbor, half mile away on a dirt road. Uh, graduated with with about forty some students uh, from uh, yeah k- kindergarten through twelfth grade. 
school all in one building. It was a public one. And uh, yeah, there still isn't a stop late uh, to this day in my hometown. So uh, it's, uh, I guess, where I live now, it's a, it's considered a big city. <laughs> but uh, I definitely like this area. And uh, we were living in Florida for a little while. But uh, with COVID, um, it kind of put things in a little bit perspective as in like, Hey, you can drive five hours in any direction in Florida and where are you going to get, where, what are you going to get pretty much a beach? Right. Um, here you can drive an hour in any direction and have a whole different adventure with hiking trails, places to explore. And if we really want to go to a beach, we can drive to California, which is like five, five and a half hours. So, so this is, this is your backyard. Yes, it so is. you know this course inside out. Yes, yes. So uh, what are you like? What are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? Like, how are you? Uh, what's your current state of excitement around the course? Uh, you know, as the days progress, I'm getting a little bit more excited, um, and yeah, I definitely know the course, and I've uh, been on the bike many times, uh, the the run, uh, just ran on the run on uh, uh, over the weekend, and it's uh, it's definitely a uh, a course that suits someone that has to be strong. Um, and if you're having a bad day, it, it, you, it will really show it <laughs> as in like, there's no hiding from this course. Uh, it's not, it's not flat. You're either going up or down. Um, so I'm excited about, uh, you know, just getting out there and having a good day. I think the two main things I, I want is to have a safe race and to race to my full potential. And so what part of the course are you looking forward to most? Uh, that's a good question. You know, each each of them is unique, and um, I like the variety, and that's why I'm in the sport of triathlon. Right, right. Um, but you know, I I I tend to make up a lot of ground on the bike. Um, I in the Big Island of Hawaii uh, for Ironman World Championships. Um, out of all the years, I have the seventh fastest bike split. So I'm I'm pretty strong on the bike. Yeah. So I make up a lot of spaces pl- places. Um, and then on the run, I have a running background because I ran in college too. So um, I'm pretty strong on the on the run. Uh, I think my best run split was like um, I think a 251, which was a really hot year. I think it was the fourth fastest run that year. Uh, so the unique thing about this place is it's it's going to be hot yeah. and it's also going to be windy. Um, the only thing it's lacking what Hawaii has is humidity, but it makes up that with that with a lot more hills. <laughs> That's amazing. How have you been sort of tapering or maybe not tapering, but how have you been training the past two weeks versus the training that you've been doing before that? So for me, I'm a type of person, the more I race, the better I do. Um, and I recover really quickly. Um, but that also means I lose my fitness really quickly too. So, um, what I like to do, what I found what works personally well for me, like back in 2018, two weeks before Ironman World Championships, I raced Ironman Chattanooga. I fin- had a good day there. I finished second. And then, um, yeah, two weeks later, I raced Ironman World Championships and finished sixth in the world. And uh, it's still to this day the third fastest American time, um, 8.04 there and. And for whatever reason, I tend to bounce back. I recover really well from it. Um, and uh, I'm kind of doing that same setup. I, I did Ironman Texas. Uh, I was going to say, you just finished Ironman Texas, and yep. that was amazing. 
Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, kind of knocked off the cobwebs a little bit, bit because I haven't raced in a while, but, um, my body physically feels like in a good place right now and not, not just physically, but mentally too. So right. you have to be both ready physically and mentally on race day. Yeah. I mean, speaking of how you're feeling, I know the last time we spoke, you were doing a lot of blood work and checking in on your nutrition and your health. So, you know, where are you now with that? So yeah, last year, um, a little over a year ago, I ended up having seizures and I didn't want to go on, um, anti-seizure medication. I just didn't want to, but, um, after I had a, had a couple, um, during the day I, I needed to. So I ended up taking, taking the anti-seizure medication, which was, uh, figuratively a hard pill to swallow. Um, and I was having side effects from that. Um, and the side effects I was having was, um, I was having bad IBS, bloating, leaky gut. Like I looked sometimes five months pregnant. Wow. <laughs> it was, it was really bad and very, um, it, and I changed my diet in so many different ways. Right. Um, trying to figure it out. And I, I was having seizures at night. I wasn't having them at day anymore, which was a blessing, but like I was having that night every couple months and, I just, my body wasn't myself. There was days and weeks I would have good days and good weeks. And there was, there was other days and weeks that I had bad. It was just like a roller coaster up and down. And I tried so many different things. Like what's causing this leaky gut? Like what's my issue? And, um, I tried so many different things. I saw, um, a doctor was using more like a functional medicine, tried to, you know, instead of like taking antibiotics, right. try to, do it naturally. And I did that whole cycle. Um, and then it, it wasn't really helping and it was really frustrating. Um, and I had some low moments. Um, I wasn't depressed, but it was a, it will, I'll say it was a struggle just because like, I'm trying to do everything to, to get myself back to normal. And, right. and with that, you can't have necessarily consistent training. Right. Um, and I actually in the fall, um, started to have a little bit of an injury the first time in my life and fall 21. Yes. Just, yes. Because yeah. typically I race like six to nine full Ironmans in a year. And I didn't have much of a, I did a couple of halves. I did a half Ironman, but I wasn't able to get to the training that I wanted to. Um, and long story short, if you're having bloating, leaky gut, your body is not absorbing nutrients. But was the bloating and the leaky gut and everything related to the seizures or unrelated? You know what? There's a there's a good um, connection with inflammation with the brain, right? And so that's how I was trying to figure out like what the heck is causing my leaky gut, um, and uh, and I thought I like I thought I figured it out. I thought it was maybe you know like potentially before like electrolytes. I thought it could be maybe this food, but I would have a setback and um, it would interrupt me physically a little bit, but also mentally, I'd be a little bit devastated. I'm like, Oh, it wasn't that I thought it was going to be. And, um, and that's why one reason I actually ended up buying a home sauna because I got like, all right, I need a detox. Maybe I have heavy metals or, right. um, and just trying all the types of different things. And I stumbled upon just doing some reach research, the medication that I was taking, it was a generic brand. Um, and that was the one that the doctor prescribed to me. 
and um, and I was reading that sometimes with this generic brand, people were having breakthrough seizures at night and also like IBS issues. Wow. And I'm like, well, I should definitely switch to the name brand to see if it actually makes a difference. Right. So I talked to my neurologist about it and um, wanted to try the switch and I did. And uh, um, the first big hit <laughs> was... Uh, the money. <laughs> yeah, because it's probably not covered by your insurance, right? Um, yeah, the first month wasn't, and it was it was amazing how expensive it was. And then my hit my deductible. Now it's a more reasonable, but still crazy <laughs> in a way. But um, it made the difference absolutely night and day. I made the switch about I think about seven weeks ago now, and I feel I have more energy. I'm able. I've been able to get in some really consistent training. Um, no more bloating or leaky gut issues. And I'm hoping I don't have any more nightly seizures. So, and I feel like I'm back to my old self again. That's amazing. That's really yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and you know what, like, I'm just going to make this, you know, they, they say hard times make you stronger and, yeah. and that's what I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to keep moving forward. Um, just like I always have, and I'm going to become stronger from this and, um, I plan on having, having a good race here. So, All right. Hope you are enjoying this conversation. Just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors, Inside Tracker. As you know, I like to be on the inside track when it comes to my health. I am a huge advocate of preventative health care, food as medicine, and optimizing my nutrition whenever I can. Which is why Inside Tracker is my go to when it comes to personalized nutrition based upon blood biomarker analysis and DNA. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move. That's amazing. I mean, it, you sound, it's like night and day. I mean, when I spoke to you, you were trying to figure this all out and you were in like biohacking mode. So, I mean, yeah. it sounds like you've got it down. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm always... The big things in life, uh, well, first off, um, with everything, I'm more family focused and Christ focused. Um, but the four big things in life that I like to focus on is like learning, growing, giving and loving. And I think if those are your main, main focuses, like you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna learn more, you're gonna grow more, you're, you'll, you'll give more and you'll, you'll have more love, you'll receive more love and give more love. So um, and yeah, with those centerpieces, it's also, you know, with, with my family, um, my wife and my son and also, um, Christ as well. So, and is your son also a triathlete? He's doing a fun run. Are you getting him into the sport or? Yeah. You know, he's, he's doing a, a fun run. He's doing iron kids, um, later today. Yeah. So I'll, I'll run that with him just like a half mile. This will be his fourth time doing it. Uh, but you know, I want him to kind of find his own journey. I'm not yeah. going to be like, Hey, you need to be a triathlete. No, like I want him to enjoy life. Like tomorrow he has a soccer game here. 
Um, and you know, if he finds, you know, pure love with a musical instrument or something like that, great. You know, like when I was back in school, I was in chorus and I was in band and, you know, I think the biggest thing is having the opportunity and, um, to have those experiences to figure out what he's really passionate about. And I think it's always important for someone to find passion in something Yeah. because if you have passion, you're going to bring that love. You're going to bring that learning, that growing and be able to give back. And, um, yeah. And is your wife also an athlete? You know, yeah, that's how we met through triathlon. Oh, Um, really? That's so cool. Yeah. But, but, uh, um, since since the birth of my son, she's had some like um, issues a little bit, so she's not as active as she would like to be. But uh, but yeah, she she definitely like to swim, bike, and run. And um, I mean, right now her uh, her focus is uh, supporting supporting me and yeah. and my son. And uh, my son is a lot like me, and he has tons of energy. <laughs> it's so important, right? Like your support system, and if you're an athlete, like how you prepare and get ready for the race and the team that you surround yourself with. It is, it is. And, um, it's, it's often, I think, overlooked. And, uh, I think it's important to, you know, give those random hugs to, um, like for me, my wife and my son, because, uh, definitely when we going through those hard days, they help you. And, uh, they're like my backbone and, and I, I mean, my, my son, thankfully he's got a tender heart and he gives lots of loves. Yeah. Um, and I love that about him. Cause that's, that's a piece of me and, and my wife together and that he has that. So it just makes the whole family stronger. So like when you show up for the start line, do you ever think like, you know, what got you there? Like your journey to triathlon and how you started and, and how did you get into the sport? Uh, you know, my, my school only growing up, my school only offered three sports, um, in the fall soccer in the winter was basketball. And then the spring was baseball. Uh, and so in order for me to run, I actually had a, a couple of buddies and I, we had a merge with another school drive 20 minutes just to actually, um, run. And I was a, I was a sophomore and that's when I started running and I really fell in love with, um, the individual sport as in like, you know, if, if, if I didn't give a hundred percent, it was all on me. Right. Um, and it's still, you get points like in track and field or cross country. So it's still a team atmosphere. And I, I, I really excelled in that. And that was like really my passion, uh, versus the other, the other sports. And I absolutely love the other sports, but I just kind of shined a little bit more because, like there was races in high school. I would run so hard. I would cross that finish line and pass out. Right. Like, I mean, I gave a hundred percent and, you know, I think a lot of that, um, is going all the way back to, and I think I might've spoke about this before yeah. about, you know, losing my mother at a young age and, right. and, uh, and that was like in my, my therapy in a way R- running and training has kind of been my therapy. And, um, and I've, I've definitely enjoyed the process and there's lots of highs and there's also lows like, you know, in 2017 with my accident and nearly losing my life. But, you know, one big message I want, want to say is like, you know what, like, don't give up, keep moving forward. Everyone has hard moments. Um, uh, I mean, you came back from a really tough moment. I mean, you were on your bike, you were hit by a car. 
that's a hard moment to come back from. And I think it's really inspiring, especially because as a cyclist, as a triathlete, it's something that can happen. It's a horrible thing. And it happened to you during a race, an Ironman race. So, you know, and for you to be here at the start line in world championships in St. George racing, it's like really, you can really overcome anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I like that feeling, you know, when you cross the finish line, because it's like, you know what, I did this, I didn't give up. Um, you know, people have told me that I should give up and retire. And you know what? It's, I mean, you could be a coach. Yeah. and I mean, you have that. That's the future. Yeah. And I, I have coached people before, but I know, you know I what? tried to get you on. I tried to ask you to coach me last time we did the podcast. I'm like, can you coach me? Yeah. But you know what? It's like even last year when I was going through some hard moments, it's actually a choice with what I do. And you know what? I could retire if I want to, but you know what? My heart's saying, no, not yet. There's, yeah. there's still things I want to do. And, and the definition of success is personal for every single one. For me, as long as I gave a hundred percent and I did my best and I crossed that finish line, no matter what place, like I know I did my best. Cause you know, in your heart, if you yeah. did your best and like, that's, that's, that's the big thing about, um, you know, your personal journey. It doesn't have to be a specific placement. It's a personal journey for every single person. And, you know, speaking of racing and training, how about active recovery? What are you doing after the race? How do you kind of recover, relax, and then sort of ease back into your training? Um, so um, that's a very good question. And I've kind of like kind of expanded trying to recover because I'm getting a little bit later. I'm 39 now. Okay. And um and there's still multiple professional triathletes in their late thirties, early forties that are really super competitive, but I want to have that advantage. And the one big thing, um, that I've been doing for a number of years now has been wearing UFOs. Um, because let's just, let, I'll just throw it out there. I'm on my feet all the time. Right. Um, especially with my son now, uh, like I'm going to be doing iron kids and I'll, throw on a pair of UFOs and I'm probably only gonna be running like, you know, maybe 12, 14 minute pace because he's just out there having fun. Right. But it, or if I'm out outside our street and he's riding the bike, um, I'm wearing my UFOs when, um, when we go outside for a walk and we're outside for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, not every night, but you know, a few times a week, my son's like, I'm going to race you to that light post. I'm like, all right, go. So, um, I actually have many races <laughs> every single week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm on my feet all the time and, uh, and in order to enhance the recovery, you know, the UFOs, uh, they have, uh, the, the recovery foam. It's, it's like you're walking on clouds. Right. Um, and that, that's important. Um, and it's kind of like, I'd say active recovery. Yeah. And really that's kind of the best thing. Like people say like, Oh, after your swim, bike and run, you just sit on the couch all day. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. no if you sit on the couch all day and don't move for hours, you're going to stiffen up. Oh. So, um, yeah, I have multiple pairs of UFOs for pretty much everything I do. And I wear my UFOs in the house. Yeah. As well, as well. I think we talked about this when we did our podcast earlier this year. Right. I actually keep UFOs in my transition area 
And then I also have like multiple pairs of Upos that I have for like swimming in my swim bag. Then there's old ones that I only wear in the house and yep, ones here. that I wear out on the street. Yep. I mean, they really are game changing. And, you know, the shoes are really, before I got to know the brand, before I had the studio, before I connected with them on a level of working with them with this podcast, I was wearing the shoes. That's how I yeah. came to discover yeah. them. So, yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool because I, um, I'm always wearing them and, um, I mean, just down the road, uh, love, love sack. Um, and I was talking to those guys there and talking about shoes and sponsorships. Cause they were talking about, um, some, some, uh, some of my sponsors and, and, you know, I just, I just took off my shoes. I'm like, Hey, try these. They, and they put them on and like their faces like, wow, these are like game changing. Like the next day they bought them. Yeah. I mean, you don't even need to do anything. You just need to give people a pair of the shoes and they will end up buying them. Yeah. I've had so many people that listen to the podcast ask me if I had a code or something. And then they're, they're like, forget it. I'll just buy another pair. I'm going to just go buy a pair. Like so many people. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it's yeah. definitely, um, it's definitely worth getting multiple pairs and like I have, I have like a pair in my, um, in my van, like after I yeah. bike or swim or something like that or run, uh, especially and and, uh, it's just, it's, it's worth the investment because we're on our feet all the time. Yeah. And if you're not in proper footwear, you're more likely going to have, um, like an injury or an imbalance or yeah. something like that. So it's, it's, um, it's one of those, uh, I like to call it marginal gains. Yeah. Totally. And, and, you know, speaking of marginal gains, um, you know, what kind of advice do you have for athletes that are age groupers that are racing this week or, you know, training for races in the near future in terms of, you know, how they would recover from a race in terms of like, you know, should you, you know, do a run the next day or should you swim? You know, what, what's the training comeback to building to the next race? Like, what okay. are your thoughts on that? All right. So for like a full, that's a good question because for a full Ironman, yeah. um, like you're like, oh, and also because you're a coach, like you have the coaching background. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking. Yeah. So like after you finish a full Ironman, like the, you wake up the next day and your legs are like screaming at you, especially if you have to walk downstairs or whatever <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, so the best thing is active recovery and like, you know, one, go for the, go for a walk with a family or something. That's when you can like slip on your UFOs or whatever like that. Um, Another thing is swimming is no impact, which you can go and do a little bit of swimming. Um, those are like the two big things that I do. And then the next thing I like to add, um, usually like a couple of days after is just hop on the bike and spin the legs. Um, you can do that the next day, but typically your energy level is really low. Yeah. Um, but really just moving the body and don't worry about pace, effort or anything. It's just like, getting the blood flow to flow through your legs to fl flush out all the, the, I guess, toxins or, you know, yeah. damage that you did to your legs the other day. Um, really that's going to enhance the recovery. So if you can do that, you'll be able to get back much sooner and you'll feel better much sooner. sooner and well. running would be the last thing that you would recommend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The last thing is, is running. And for me, typically like three to four days after, um, is when I start running and it's like a jog. So it's yeah. not, it's not super fast, but. And is there anything that you've kind of learned along the way as a pro that maybe as an age grouper or new to the sport that you didn't know that you would offer as advice to someone now that you know? 
So I'd say the best advice is really consistency. Consistency is like really the key. I mean, it might say it might seem like, oh yeah, that's what everyone say, but you know what? Take a couple of weeks and just be consistent with swimming, biking, and running. Or let's say for me, my Achilles heel um, was swimming because I started so late, so late. So, you know, get in a good master swim group or get a good coach to help you with that and be consistent with it. If you're only, if you're not really good at swimming and you're only swimming two, three times a week, there's only so much you can improve. Right. Um, so, and I, who knows, so, someone might be coming to the sport with a swim background and might be their Achilles heel might be the run. So be consistent with the run. Um, and I, I mean, I think also getting, having a, a coach is, is really important for some guidance, but consist 